Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Don't forget, you can follow her on Facebook at The Greyhound Girl. Hi, everyone. On this episode of the podcast, I catch up with Victorian trainer Matt Clark, who's having a great run of form at the moment along with wife Bianca, including taking out the recent Group 2 McKenna Memorial Final at Sandown Park with Sunnyside Zeus, who will also line up in this Saturday night's Group 3 Fireball at the Meadows. We had a chat about how he got started in greyhound racing and, of course, some very helpful advice for anyone looking to pick up the lead and collar. I hope you enjoy this episode. start with um I just want to rewind back to your group two McKenna Memorial win I mean you know obviously you know box one is always advantageous in these sorts of finals but you still got to get the job done and that's exactly what what he did yeah look he's a box one bandit and um I thought he's a really good run the week before behind Hector Frawley and you know if he'd have drawn inside Hector Frawley the week before he mightn't have beaten him but he might have got a little bit closer but uh, once he drew the inside box, I uh, I gave him a really good show. Yep. How did you um? How did you feel in running? Did yeah? You, know, you saw the sort of person that uh, gets a bit nervous or excited, or you know, just sort of nah, wait and see what happens. Yeah. No, I pretty much take it as it goes. But I get a bit passionate when they uh, come around the second time, just kicking them home. You know, I uh, we we're not. Well, I saw he was in front and saw what was behind him. I uh, was pretty confident he'd find the line as yeah. good as he did. Yeah, nice, nice. And, I mean, it's always nice to win group races, but, yeah, winning a race like that that's been won by some pretty handy dogs must have been nice. Yeah, look, winning any race at Sandown's nice, but um, I, I worked there as a kid and um, used to help set up the presentations. It was always one of my dreams to, to win any race there and have a presentation, but now we've won a couple of good races there, and and um, I think the, the more of them you win, the easier it gets, I think, you know, yeah. uh, to handle the situation. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, like, do you get nervous or anything like that when it is, like, a, a bit bigger race and bigger occasion? Yeah, no, nah, look, we treat every race the same, Bianca and I, whether it's a Tier 3 race or a group race. Look, dogs know, you know, that, that they know if you're nervous. And, and the key to, to um, any race, winning any race, I think, is to um, just keep things normal each week. You know, the dog doesn't uh, – you can't let the dog know that it's any – different sort of week you know it's just got to be a normal week and stick with your routines and uh i think that gives you a better chance than trying to you know what i see lots of trainers run around to different vets during the week looking for an edge or yeah. you know taking them down to the beach they wouldn't normally go to the beach you just need to keep it as normal as you can for that dog in between the heat and the final because look the hardest thing is making the final. Once you're in the final, you just need a bit of luck. Luck with the box draw and luck and running, you know. So um, once you've made it into the final, I, I, I probably get more nervous in the heat than the final because you just want to try and make a final, whether it's a maiden or whether it's a group race. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, I mean, he's just full of confidence now, like, you know, straight into a heat of the, the fireball and did what he did. Like, you know, how, what did you make of that run um, the other night from Box 8? Because it's not always easy when you're sort of parked out there. No, it's not. He's had two runs now at the Meadows. He, 
before he really started his middle distance and distance campaign, he started at the Meadows first up over 700. And if you go back to that run, it was about six or eight runs ago. He had the pink box, but the seven kept him wide. So he jumped well, but he got carted wide most of the way. And and uh, he got beat by Play Nice. And Play Nice went on the week after to go up and win a heat of that million-dollar distance race in Sydney. Yep. So I saw a lot of merit in that run. Uh, the owner didn't. He... Uh, uh, was a bit sceptical whether he's going to get the distance or not. So he sort of requested that we just keep him to the middle distance for a while, which we did. We went back to the middle distance. And, look, I've had stayers in the past, and I see other people, and you, I, I always like getting the stayers up there while they're in form. You don't want to have a dog that you think might stay, um, but you keep smashing around over 500, and they, they, they're down on confidence, then you step them up. I wanted to get these dogs up to the distance uh, and with winning form, you know. So, look, they're only babies, him and his sister, and um, they this time next year, I hope that they're in Brisbane for the big carnival, you know. But they they're doing everything they need to do uh, at the moment, and like I said, I've got them up to the distance in form. I haven't gone up there out of form trying to reincarnate them. They're, they're sort of still on the way up. They haven't touched the ceiling yet. I don't think either of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's. I was just going to say, Sunnyside Joe, I mean, you know, good stayers are hard to come by these days. But, you know, like you said, if you've got a couple of handy ones coming through, um, and, yeah, she's ticking along nice as well. Yeah, look, they come from a good line. Um, they um, both trace back to Dennis Barnes's line in Sydney, you know. So um, it's no fluke that they um, they have got ability. And Joy Renke, the breeder, she's... Um, yeah, she, 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 she's, she's had a lot of success breeding litters with this line. And um, they, yeah, we, we, we got them as pre-trainers, these two. And um, they've just, yeah, taken taken everything in their stride, the two of them. So, yep. yeah. Yep. Yeah, nice. Now, you've got box two in the final with Sunnyside Zeus. Um, happy with that draw that he's closer to the fence? <laughs> Yeah, I am. Look, it's look. He's no good thing, and I don't think we can beat the favourite. But um, taking last week's run into consideration, he's probably cost himself a couple of lengths having to roar across from the eight, which he did last week. I think being drawn immediately on the inside, uh, he's going to have a little bit of an advantage. And look, in these sort of races, dogs like him and his sister, who sort of steer to the front early. All you need is a bit of luck behind you, you know, and I'd rather be out in front in clear air um, than having to sort of negotiate four or five, six dogs from behind, you know. So I think he's on the right side of untapped. I think um, he finds the front um, and just, yeah, like I said, I think he'll definitely lead, but I would expect untapped to pick him up. Uh, going through the catch and pen the first time if she gets a clear run, you know. But um, should, should she not? Um, you know, I, I can see the scenario where he's four or five in front of the winning post the first time, um, yeah. and that's catch me if you can. So, yeah, <laughs> no, exactly right. Now, yourself and um, Bianca are having a you know a, a terrific year, especially you know the last couple of weeks. I was just looking, you guys have won six out of your last ten. Like, you know, must be nice, you know, when you're putting in all that hard work, you know, to get rewards like that. You've got some really nice dogs in the kennel. No, we have, but, uh, you know, I, I haven't told many people, but we've had awful problems the last 12, 18 months with our, a neighbour next door. And, um, look, we, we bought our property, and it was an existing dog property for 41 years prior to us buying it, um, but they never had a permit. So 
Um, we hadn't had a problem the first five years through Catch the Thief playlist and Kuro Kismet. And then for the last 18 months, we've had a problem with the neighbour next door and it only got sorted out probably about 12 runs ago. So <laughs> since, uh, since all that's been sorted out, um, you know, we're, we're in better mindsets, Bianca and I. We're not doing anything different. It's just that I think, you know, when you've uh, got the, the weight off your shoulders a bit, the dogs seem to go a bit better, you know. So yeah. we're, we're really excited. We've got some nice pups coming through. Some we've bred ourselves. Some, some you know, we've got some good established clients in the kennel now that have got um, some nice pups coming through. And, yeah, and they're patient. That's, that's, that's the biggest thing. Owners need to be patient. We, we waited 30, 30 years to get our first group winner. Um, some people think because you've won the group races, you can work miracles with some dogs, you know. Um, we're just having a very good run. I understand the big wheel turns, and we've got bad dogs in our kennel just like everyone else. You know, we race tier three. We race everywhere. Wherever we can win a race, we go. But um, we're just having a good run at the moment, and uh, we're certainly not taking it for granted. Yeah, nice. Any in particular other than the ones we've already spoken about that, you know, think um, think are going to sort of go on with it? Uh, I've got a dog in our heels full on Sunday called Mandingo, and uh, I've had big raps on him right from the word go. He had no luck his first two starts. He met that Cochise uh, dog of... Uh, Anthony has a party, his first start at Pink Diamond Maiden, yep. and had no luck. And he fell his second start. Um, he's had a month off, and um, he won really impressively there last week at Hillsville. And I expect him to go well again this week. Uh, he's, he's a really smart pup we've got coming through. Yeah, nice, nice. Now, quickly just take me back, Matty. How did you first get started in dog racing? As, uh, like you just said, you know, you've been doing this for 30 odd years, but yeah, where did it all start for you? Uh, well, I've been in it. I'm 50 years old. I've probably been in it for 38 years. My, my dad had a good bitch in the 70s called Miss Baines. He owned it and his brother trained it. His brother was a really good trainer in his own right. Uh, dad and his brother uh, travelled around Australia with Rod Deacon picking out pups. And uh, Rod Deacon was an uh, industry leader in breeding, a pioneer in breeding down here in Victoria. And uh, dad's always had an interest. I got an interest. I used to go around and help his brother out as a kid. And uh, just got into it that way. I used to work at the tracks. And, um, yeah, uh, long story short, I got my trainer's licence at 17 instead of 18 here in Victoria. I told a couple of white lies. And um, those <laughs> days you got, you got your licence by going and having an interview with the stewards. Yep. And my dad worked at the track himself. And he used to go into the stewards' room prior to the meeting and check the scratchings off with the stewards. And uh, we teed it up the week before that next week's Matthew's birthday and he wants to get his trainer's <laughs> license on his birthday. We just failed to mention it was my 17th birthday, not my 18th birthday. So <laughs> the plan worked good. My poor father told the first lie of his life. He's a real straight person, my dad, but he, 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 he went, with, went with it all. And I was training for about six months before uh, I got found out and I had to give back all my prize money. And, oh, and, no. Uh, and I used to work at Sandown as a kid and um, I got disqualified for six months and I was only 17 and I didn't understand what disqualified meant. So I got disqualified on the Monday and on the Thursday night I went to Sandown to work like I normally would. And the chief steward said, you can't be here, you've been disqualified. So I was prepared to get out of dogs and uh, give it away. And John Stevens, who was the CEO of Sandown at the time, he put up the $150 appeal deposit and went and got me off. And um, 
if it wasn't for John Stevens, I wouldn't be in dogs. I don't think I would have just given it away and and um, and forgotten about it all. But he uh, he appealed, got me off, and here I am today. You know, so yeah. The, the, the difference to today when I first started. I mean, um, when I first started, it was a hobby. You know, and yeah, I had a young family and two little boys, and it was always a hobby. And you're always training dogs around work. I'm still the same trainer I am now. But the difference is, doing it full-time, you can go where you want, when you need to go. You know, if you need to go get a dog checked or, you know, a dog has to trial on a certain day or see a certain track, we can go. You know, whereas back in the day, when you were doing it as a hobby, the dogs don't see their full potential because you're training around a job, you know. Yeah. And and that's where I feel sorry for some people because they're still in the same predicament to this day. People are training dogs around jobs and stuff and... It, it is an advantage to a person if you can go where you want when you need to go, you know. Yeah. We're, we're three hours out of Melbourne, um, but I'll travel to Shepparton five hours, Bendigo. I'll travel anywhere to win a race. Wentworth Park's one of my favourite tracks, and it's seven and a half hours from our doorstep, you know. So that's why I don't mind going up there occasionally because, um, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the scene of our first Group 1 race with Playlist, but yep. I just love it. I love the track. I just love the atmosphere. I love where it is in the middle of Sydney, and I love the drive. I mean, there's probably only about two sets of traffic lights between my place and Sydney. <laughs> you know? I, I, I love it. So, um, yeah, we're, 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 we're certainly um, making a fist of it at the moment, and you've got to, when you do it full-time, um, the name of the game is winning races, and you have to be winning races, you know, so yeah, we... Yeah, do our best. Yeah. When you were working at Sandown, was it um, was it you know a bit of an advantage you were able to pick certain trainers' um, brains and that sort of thing, and you know sort of like you said, you know, develop your knowledge for for training dogs a little bit better. Oh, look, definitely. Look, when I first left school, I couldn't leave school until I got a job, and I worked out at Delta Park in Turin uh, under Ken Virtue, uh, who had Banjo Boy, and he was just a methodical trainer. Um, he didn't suffer imbeciles which I liked you know and I've, I've carried that to this day um, you had to you know make an appointment to go see your dogs out at his establishment and he was really a methodical planner um, and throw back then to my wife Bianca um, we went to school together she was a year younger than me and her father in his own right Chris Johansson is a fantastic trainer yep. and I used to look after I used to look after their place when they go to Warrnambool for the carnival Christmas and um Chris, yeah, I, I learned a lot, of, a lot of Chris when I was younger too. I, I, I never told him to his face, but he, he was a great and still is a great trainer. But, you know, you're only as good as the dogs you've got in your kennel. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't last, unfortunately. This game, I've had good dogs taken off me and, and um, I've been burnt in the past. But yeah. you, you just you just got to move on, you know, and look forward. You can't look back, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And just finally, like I know, obviously, you, you know, you've notched off a, a group one and a group two and that and possibly a group three this week. But is there one race that, you know, you'd love to win one day if you get the right dog to go in it? Oh, the Melbourne Cup is everyone's everyone's thing. You know, Sandown for mine is the greatest track in Australia. And I think the Melbourne Cup's the greatest race. It draws uh, the best dogs from all over the country and um, now we're getting dogs from New Zealand yep. and yeah I think that's that's that that's the pinnacle it's um it's it's something I've held close to my heart my whole life sand down um it's close to my family's heart and yeah just to win, a, win the Melbourne Cup would be just out of this world 
What are you like with your celebrations? Are you a celebratory man? Like, could we see a bit of crowd surfing or something like that? No, 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 no. And that's one thing I'm guilty of is not celebrating the wins. (laughs) Everyone tells me, oh, I don't celebrate the wins because you're always thinking about the next race. That's right. You know? Yeah. The minute that dog crosses the line, uh, you, you, you can't afford to celebrate because you're worried about the dog's recovery. You're worried about getting them home in the best possible way, and you're worried about that next start. You know how are you going to get there? Well, what have I got to do tonight to make the ne- get to the next start? So, I think that's that makes you the trainer you are. Is that you, you, you've got to put the dogs first, and I'm guilty of doing that a lot. You know, I put my dogs first, but um, you've got to. You know, that, yeah. at the end of the day, they, they pay the bills. I haven't got solar power at home, but I tell people I have. I've got 23 solar panels, and that's the dogs. <laughs> Because they pay for the electricity. We've got, we've got um, ducted heating and cooling in both sheds and they, they run at 17 degrees through the night. And they, they've earned it because they, at the end of the day, they pay the bills. So quite often we sit in the house shivering while the dogs are out in the shed uh, <laughs> nice and warm. But you, you've got to keep things in perspective. They pay the wages, you know. So um, yeah. we love our dogs. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Greyhound Girl podcast and for your ongoing support of not only this podcast but of Greyhound Racing in general. Remember, you can follow Dimity at the Greyhound Girl on Facebook.